You're listening to a very special Long Box Crusade episode, the 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2022. Welcome to the 10th installment of the 12 Days of Crusade Miss for 2022, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusade Miss is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we have been celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each of the 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2022, we have brought you a new hidden gem of a comic series. Brought to you either by one of our Jingling All The Way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests. Until we get all the way to the big day, December 25th, Christmas Day. Well, I'm your host for this day of crusadeness, Jason Albrick, a.k.a. put a Santa cap on this weasel skull. And here are the pieces of tinsel that even the vacuum can't get up off the carpet joining me around the fire. With high cocoa, candy canes, and a stocking in hand with bits and bits and bits for today. And we'll go ahead and start it off like we always do and like we should. And we'll talk about uh, Pat T.J. Cristados. Do you got anything to say? Maybe a little poem to continue reading? Well, uh, Weasel Skull with a cap on, Santa cap on. I do have something to say. And you mentioned tinsel. You know how long it took me to decorate this place with the tinsel and get it all put together and all? Here we go. According to Mary Jane, it took too long. I know it took too long. That's all I know. Well, you know, Mayor Jane's no helping me either, and no longer are you guys. I went almost nine days we've been doing this, getting everything ready. No one's helping me. You guys better be helping me clean up. We'll be as much help as we were last year, Pat. I can guarantee you that. That's what I'm afraid of. Anyway, now that we're all here, you know, I can live in the uh, Let's get get to this poem. Hopefully, it'll lighten the mood up a little bit here. Let's go ahead and continue on our Night Before crusade miss. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, so merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry, but no heroin. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. All right. Well, thank you, Pat. Let's move it along here. Let's pass this cup of eggnog over to my brother, Jared, a.k.a. Death Probe, a.k.a. Yard Sale Artist. I suspect and somewhat fear he may have a Christmas joke for us. What is the most common type of Christmas wine? Cherry wine. Good guess. Anybody else got guesses? What's the best kind of most popular Christmas wine? I want more toys. <laughs> Jason, you're surprisingly close because the punchline is, I don't like fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jason gets credit. Well, I'm afraid to do this, but it's time to pass it to Delvin. <laughs> <laughs> Delvin, you got any bits? Any, uh, any funny bits or anything you want to throw in here? I don't have any bits, but I, I did I received this note, and it's, it's from Mary Jane. It says, um, flirt with guests. With the host, oh, Pat. Um, oh, yes. 
Uh, you're looking very handsome today. Um, oh, hopefully, you, you know, maybe I can catch you under the mistletoe and, you know, we can fool around. Okay. All right. Let's see. Jared, Mr. Yard Sale Artist. Mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you fetched me some toys from your latest yard sale. Hold on. Oh, wait. Looking at the note here. Oh, hey, hey, uh, you oh, over there look kind of looking like an older Jared. Is it who is what's your what's your what is your name? My name is Jason. What is it? I want to change yeah, it. There we go. Okay. 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 All right. I can throw this note away. All right. Yeah. That's good. Right. Fair is fair. Fair is Merry, fair. Merry Christmas, Jason. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Delvin. Jason, what do you have gift wrapped in that stocking of yours? Well, thank you for asking, Pat. As you heard in the singing intro today, today is the 10 Lions Lioning, which means we're unwrapping... The Lion and the Eagle, number one from Aftershock. So just to give you a little brief history of the series, Aftershock was co-founded in 2015 by Joe Pruitt, and he was editor of the comic anthology Negative Burn, and Mike Martz, who was the former executive editor in charge of the Marvel Comics X-Men franchise. Their portfolio includes comics by Colin Bunn, Warren Ellis, Garth Ennis, and Marguerite Bennett. It's popular with the comics writers and artists because it's creative owned, and they have a lot of say in their creative direction. The writer of this issue and the series was Garth Ennis, and he's probably best known for his writing on DC uh, slash Vertigo's Preacher. Did a long stint on Marvel's Punisher and recent success on, on TV now, as well as the original comic uh, series, The Boys. As far as the artist goes, Paul Jason Holden, better known as PJ Holden, uh, is a Northern Irish comic artist gentleman, and he's based out of Belfast. He's worked on a lot of UK comics, including 2000 AD, uh, Warhammer Monthly, and Judge Dredd Magazine. Among other stories for those publications, he's provided art for Rogue Trooper, Judge Dredd, and Johnny Woo. And Garth is an avid World War II buff, and he's written several World War II-themed comics. One such endeavor was Dynamite Comics' Battlefields, on which he and PJ uh, collaborated and where they came up with the idea for this series. Some of the reasons that I really like this book is that you know, I think probably most of our audience has read something by Garth Ennis. He's probably best known for his dark humor styles and books like Preacher and Punisher. But like I mentioned, he has a particular passion for World War II history, and he can tell some moving war stories. In the Lion and the Eagle series, he's able to bring that attention to detail to it and often overlook theater in that great war, and that's the Indo-Pacific. This book, it's epic in scope, but yet it still is rich in character and very intimate in the details. The horrifying conditions to this battlefield are really brought to visceral life by PJ's art. Quite simply, this is one of the best war comics that I've ever read. Have any of you ever read The Lion and the Eagle before? It's relatively new. And we'll start with Delvin. Hadn't even heard of it, Jason. I have not read it before. All right, Pat. No, I have not heard of it or read it. And that'll bring us to Jared. Do we have a reading rainbow? We have a non-reading rainbow. Never mm. heard of it, and I never read it. Still haven't read it. All right. Well, for today's episode, I asked the boys to read The Lion, the Eagle, because you have to start at the beginning of the series. 
the epic action scenes of the series really are more on display in the rest of the series. And we've often said sometimes you got to think carefully which book you bring to the show. Uh, not always the best idea to bring number one. And I was sorely tempted to bring one that had more action in it. But in this case, I really thought that you needed to know the key players and you needed to understand the stakes of why they are there. And so at the end of the day, that's why I brought issue one. For a quick summary of the issue, essentially after getting routed by the Japanese at the beginning of the war, our protagonist, uh, Colonel Keith Crosby and his men are going back in. They're going back in the suit. And he's accompanied by his best friend and field surgeon, Alistair Whitmore. And he also has a stoic Indian uh, Sergeant Major Singh, who's uh, his constant companion. And Keith will lead his men through hellish jungle in a desperate fight to halt the Japanese advance in save India. With the battalion of men composed largely of the remnants of Britain's colonial powers, culture and politics find themselves marching in the formation throughout the series, and you'll see it in this issue one. When they come to grips with the enemy, however, they all realize that the only way they'll survive is to kill every last Japanese soldier. The Japanese don't surrender. The only way to survive is to literally kill every last one. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks for that, Jared. <laughs> Somebody had to bring us back from that. <laughs> Here they come to snuff the rooster. They ain't gonna die. All right, Pat, we'll start with you. What did you think of this issue? Well, it was interesting. You know, I haven't read a lot of war comics because it just hasn't been my taste. But everybody's taste is a little bit different. And I've never read any war novels. I could see this one being more as a more historical semi-accurate possibility i you know taking of it but it's interesting is all i can say i do like you know what it reminds me of a little bit is band of brothers and that was a great little mini series i really enjoyed that series of watching band of brothers and it makes me want to re-watch that again to get that camaraderie is here's a little bit different maybe because it's a different scenario or a different as you kind of said like a scenery or or area area where you have the British uh, along with the other allies, I guess, that are all kind of coming together to help take on this other force. And it's just really interesting. Again, was a really interesting read for me. The artwork, I will have to say, was really good. That's what kind of kept me turning the pages on this one was because I wanted to see just that art. And then when it got to uh, lots of the several of the bigger splash pages the double-sided pages here looked really cool i agree i think the art really lends itself well to the story and i agree with you the band of brothers feel too i also got that vibe <laughs> that was a good series need to go back and watch that again all right jared what about you what are your thoughts Woo! <laughs> this was, uh, i think jason has a challenge with himself to bring just a slightly more depressing comic book each year <laughs> It's because, man, that is one depressing book. Oh, man. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff in it. Like Pat said, the art, man, that guy can draw military vehicles like nobody's business. Or else he was at least finding some excellent reference. And even if he had excellent reference, he was like, he was putting the work in. He could have drawn like one or two uh, those DC-3s in the background. And he drew yeah, like... I think so. 
usually like 27 of them. So I don't know. Maybe he's a digital artist using that lovely cut and paste thing, but I don't know. I don't think so. It just looked really good. I, I liked it. Yeah, the art's really good. Boy, it's just, this is a tough one for me because, you know, it's a comic that makes me feel emotions, which is not a thing that a lot of comics do, but all the emotions it makes me feel are, oh, frankly, stuff that I, given my military service history, don't really want to get into for Crusadeness. So, like, it was a very heavy book for me. The writing wasn't bad. The only ding I'll have on the writing is I noticed it did a couple of times, it did some time jumping and it didn't really give you any great cues as I, to when it was doing that. that, which made you go, oh, wait, oh, okay, I got it. It, this part was okay. So I, I wish he had done a little more cues, you know, maybe done the, the past stuff in a more muted coloring scheme would have helped or different borders on the panels or something. But uh, yeah, this is a tough book for me because it's clearly it has a quality to it if it can make me feel, but it's just heavy. Just use the word heavy and I'll let Delvin take it from there. Yeah, Delvin, go ahead. So... When it comes to like movies, I think I've watched Saving Private Ryan one time all the way through. And that opening scene, you know, where they're in invading the beach and you know, and there's just, I mean, just horrible death. And at the end of it, of, of that just terrible, emotionally gripping scene. I remember, you know, they kind of pan out and they show the water that's washing up and the water is just red with blood. And I'm like, okay, I never have to see this again, like ever. And you would think that like, I went overseas uh, in a combat zone, but I was in a green zone. Like I was never, I was never threatened or anything. And Lord knows that I'm not trying to do any weird survivor's guilt or anything like that. But what I'm saying is you would think that like I had like the way that I'm kind of emotionally affected by some of this stuff. It really just gets to me. Uh, I mean, in a similar vein, uh, but less serious, like when I, I don't, I'm, I don't care for horror movies. And the main reason is not because I'm really, a, not because I'm really scared of them, but I have a mind where I just keep thinking about like, why did this person do this? It was so stupid. <laughs> and then I just think over and over about it. And like, I'm falling asleep. It's like, can I not think about this? Can I just sleep? It was just a dumb movie or whatever. So I, I say like these things, like this comic book, like it, I feel similarly to Jared, at least in that like, man, by the time it got like to the scene where like they um, opened up one of the doors to the uh, broken down like medevac vehicles and everything, I was like, <laughs> oh geez. If you're going to do a representation of war, it has to be this way. War sucks. War is terrible. War is nothing that anyone should ever be in any hurry or rush to get into. And anyone who says otherwise is an absolute fool. I don't care how political that is in this case. It, it just, that is just the absolute, that is my absolute truth. I'll say that. And um, so I read this and I just had all of those, all of those feelings from like where I'm like, oh man. And, and I will give credit to Garth Ennis to whom I don't think he has any military service, but you cannot write something like this if you didn't have conversations and actually read the history and talk to people who have lived through stuff like this. And so the authenticity of that hopelessness, that 
finding friendship in the face of abject terror uh, was very well portrayed. The artwork, as Garth Ennis likes to do, because like most Garth Ennis stuff that I've seen, I think he's paired with Steve Dillon and like the Punisher. And he has it's like that hyper realistic type artwork. It definitely played well here. You definitely don't want to go like, say, Todd McFarlane, right? Like too cartoony or anything. So yeah, it it definitely it definitely moved me. Um, and it's not a way that I would normally go to a comic book to be moved. But at the same time, I, what I want to do is uh, look at it from your perspective and why this is something that you would like and why this is something that you would want to share with me. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, I, I admit it is a very, very heavy book, but you, you touched on one of the main reasons that I, I thought it's so important is that I frankly get sick and tired of the war films, the quote unquote war films that just like even the ones that um, are supposed to be somewhat realistic, like Black Hawk Down, those type of films. They just never seem to quite hit it right. They always Hollywood it up. And I just thought that, man, this is a story that I'm barely familiar with. And there's a law that when you turn 40, you got to either learn fishing or become a World War history buff and World War II history buff. And so I, I don't fish. So. <laughs> so, so so this is what I do. So, I mean, I, I was familiar with these stories, but I just thought that you guys hit upon it. The art, it, it's real. I mean, that's it's the most realistic that I've seen. I've seen reflect war in any medium. And I was just really, really impressed with it. Thanks for bringing that up. And all, all very good points. All right. Well, <laughs> Jared, I know you're you're kind of a downer on this, but I need those candy canes to make some splints. So it's uh, time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusademus candy cane scale. So on a scale of one to 12 candy canes, with 12 being extremely interested and one being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title, Jared? I'm going to need you to give me two candy canes for going through this issue, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you need that pogey bait, do you? I do. No, no, this was a tough one for me because I was like, it's it it tears me in two directions. Because on one hand, I'm like delving in those, like that same Private Ryan example. And by the way, he saw it at the theater and I was sitting next to him. <laughs> Part of me is like, no, I don't ever want to read this again. But I also know that it's quality. So it's tough. It's real tough for me. Also, it's magazine size. I don't know if that came oh, up in our man, chat. And I love a magazine size comic. But as uh, some of you may know, I have a, a day job at a comic shop, and I saw it on the actual shelf when I was picking some stuff up there last week. And I was like, oh, there, magazine size. And I am a sucker for that. So, man, this is a tough one. I, Jason, what is your scale? Humor? Heart, something, and no, art. Spectacle and art. And you got to give us some humor because the guy gets kicked in the nuts. Humor is, <laughs> humor is a flat zero. Don't try to sell me on that. Uh, <laughs> I laughed when the guy got kicked in the two. nuts by the donkey. Spectacle is probably, I give it a full three. The art is really good. Well, the art is its own category, right? Okay, so I'm yeah. doing this wrong. So I'm up to five. Spectacle. This one was a little bit of a slower burn. Or maybe six. Six sounds right to me. I'm right in the middle. I'll go six candy canes. All right. And, and that may sound bad, but I, I think our listeners can kind of hear how I'm torn between a good quality war story and uh, a combat veteran like me who just maybe needs to be in the right mood for a good quality <laughs> war story. I, I hope that made sense. No, that does make sense. And I know I always bring a tough one for you guys. So I'll take Jason those loves these Christmas. I do, balls. man. I bring them. I'm, I'm bringing heat. I'm not. Uh, 
Not bringing no easy bucks. Delvin, what are you going to give it? I'll go one more than the six and give it a seven. Um, Ain't found no way to kill me yet. Uh, And yeah, I I think that's good because am am I would I be likely to like read a lot of it? Probably not. But at the same time, like I can recognize it for what it is. And I do uh, have some appreciation for Garth Ennis, uh, who has no interest in writing just your standard run of the mill superhero book. He absolutely abhors it, (laughs) in fact. And so that leads him to doing historical fiction pieces like this. And I can appreciate that. And I will take your seven candy canes with gratitude. And that just leaves Pat. Pat, you like me are diabetic, so you got to give up all 12. So. <laughs> <laughs> now I gave you sugar-free candy cake. Oh, good, good. So I you'll probably voluntarily, voluntarily give up on <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. I think Jarrett made a good point with seeing this in a magazine size. Man, that artwork just had to be even more beautiful to look at. Granted, it's really a, a realism as it is helps tell the story along, definitely. And with Garth Ennis, he's obviously a history buff himself. So whatever research he had to do and all the other, you know, I hear a lot about him with his war comics or war stories. I'm going to say war stories that he likes to do because they are stories that he's telling from what he's learned. And I got to give him some appreciation for that. So on using your scale as Jared did, there was definitely, I didn't really see any humor in this one. Uh, if there was, I was I so somber. The by a donkey. I was so somber at that point by the time reading that beginning paragraph already had me like, oh my God, let's go. <laughs> then the rest of it, just like, oh man, when is this going to get good? Because I just felt in that somber just just a somber feeling of reading this through which is all right because you know like delvin said war is hell and war isn't you know isn't to be glorified it isn't to be whatever it's it's hell and so i really could feel for you know the people the characters that were in here heart given gonna give it a two spectacle a two like you say if there was some more action going on could definitely see where that art would really shine even more with that but with the art it's it's a three this art is just really good to look at and so all that comes together with the seven with delvin no i'll take your seven candy canes with gratitude and like i said i know that this one is a tough read i knew that coming in no i I understand that and i do appreciate you bringing i mean that's what this is all about is to get an experience of something that i haven't and so i do appreciate you bringing it this comic manages to capture war in a way that most major motion pictures fail to do there's no glamour or glory here. Throughout the series, there's courage, resilience, terror, and undignified death. And it's masterfully written by Garth Ennis and rendered in this dark yet beautiful style by PJ Holden. So that's my pitch. Hopefully some folks will give it a give it a spy. Well, that will wrap up today's gift giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show or if you give one of our recommendations a try. Let us know what you think. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And we're all at Longbox Crusade. You can also email at contact at longboxcrusade.com. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year, want to hear more Crusademus, if you scroll far enough back on our feed, you can find all the episodes from Crusademus Past. 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018, or even all the way back to the OG 2017. And thanks for listening everyone, and Merry Christmas from the LBC crew here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. 
And DJ Cristados, you outdid yourself this year with the decorations, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Why don't you play me one of my favorite Christmas jams? Wickety, 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 whack. Song clips and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. That's why I got my Bah Humbug hat on tonight. <laughs> Grumpy Jared. I suspect and somewhat fear he may have a Christmas joke for us. I do. But first I have to do an order of business. <laughs> are you reading from Delvin's script? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Delvin's Yes! Wrote. I wrote the... <laughs> Tinsel line. Tinsel. Why, don't why don't you highlight it, Dan? I thought that's part of the. Story. It literally says Delvin's copy. <laughs> I copied Delvin's copy, but I just oh, I, I left all the whites as is. Guess who's doing cleanup duty? The, well, you should have highlighted it. I made a comment earlier about how much it. I hate this crew, and nothing has changed. <laughs> the, the white template. It's. 
It's boilerplate. You thought that very specific joke was boilerplate? Well, I, I mean, as I I'm read not arguing that I should have already... highlighted it, but that's so very... All the other nine episodes we've done. <laughs> I hate this crew so much. I just read through it, man. It's oh, in there, so I read through it. Ah, well, what do you want me to do? Just start again? No, I think we leave this in. <laughs> and then Delvin reads it again. For Scripts are for suckers. Highlight it if it's unique, man. I'm, I'm going to highlight your <laughs> face. <laughs> you just have to come up with another bit. That was a good one, though. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the awesome bit. The weasel bits. He's still, still in... Jason's over to read it. Delvin's texting me. He's like, he's reading my... Why is he reading off of my... Because it's not highlighted. It's not unique text. But is it... I want more toys. <laughs> Jason, you're surprisingly close because the punchline is, I don't like fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jason gets credit. Uh, he almost wrote a good joke. That was Delvin. <laughs> we'll give Delvin credit Wait a minute. Yeah. since I stole his... Yeah, you sure, Jason didn't, you sure Jason didn't see what you wrote? <laughs> All right, that's enough. Let's get to the show. We're not doing the Christmas jams this year, are we? The Probably copyright. not. No, yeah, there'll be a lot of copyright-free Christmas free, jams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, holy night. <laughs> yeah, it'll be me singing. <laughs> me With my ukulele. ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Make the rainbow, <laughs> bluebirds fly. 